The resignation of Liz Truss as the British Prime Minister and leader of the Conservative Party has kick-started a contest to find the next Tory leader and the Prime Minister. A resignation follows a failed tax-cutting budget that rocked financial markets, which also led to a revolt within her own party. Speaking outside Downing Street yesterday, she said she could not deliver the mandate on which she was elected. Her departure after only 45 days in office makes her the shortest-serving prime minister in the UK's history. For analysis, we joined on the line by Sanusha Naidu, the foreign policy analyst at the Institute for Global Dialogue. A very good morning to you and welcome. Elvis. Uh, Sanusha, Truss's departure after 45 days in office makes her the shortest-serving PM <laughs> in UK history. What did you make of her resignation, and do you think it was inevitable? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when you look at it, it was quite interesting because in the run-up to her being elected, you had a whole lot of issues regarding Boris Johnson, and most of it de- dealt with the fact that whether he was uh, leading the party and, more importantly, leading the country down a path um, that was going to basically implode. And essentially, his resignation was, you know, he had managed to, uh, for, for, for a time, managed to evade um, the kind of, of, of challenges in terms of the way in which the, the uh, Parliament, the House of Commons, etc., had decided that he needed to be removed. Unfortunately, he stayed on. And then, of course, there was the whole issue that he had to leave. I think with, 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 with Ms. Truss, she comes into a political atmosphere and a political landscape that is all very volatile, um, following, uh, following on from Boris Johnson. And more importantly, the fact that the Tory government had to now deal with the crisis of legitimacy and so forth. But I think the, the straw that, that, that really broke the camel's back here was this tax cuts that really threw the markets into a into a curve. And more importantly, when she when her finance minister resigned or the chancellor resigned, the former chancellor resigned, she she never really came out and said, Well, you know what, we sit together and this is what we proposed. She kind of threw him out of the bus. And in the week, I think it was Monday, when you listen to the debates in the House of Commons and the fact that the uh, most of the opposition benches had asked, why is Ms. Truss not coming to Parliament to account for what has happened? She's basically involved in very busy business. We are important. So she was trying to evade that. She was trying to dodge that. But I think she just could not handle the fact that the whole situation had run away and imploded around her. And the only thing that she could do now was to say, I can't deliver on the mandate that I, that I said. And I have to resign. Well, she's gone now. She's just waiting for a replacement. But the contest to replace Truss is expected to complete it by the end of next week. Who do you think will replace her as the new prime minister? And do you think he or she can reverse some of the UK's economic woes? Um, I'm not 100% sure. There were a few names, but I don't want to speculate on that. Uh, that will come into, uh, into the, the election. But there's another issue here, Elvis, and that is what the leader of the of the Labour Party is calling for. He's actually calling for um, an immediate general election. Mm. And he's actually saying that you can't go through this kind of, of, of this kind of process where the Tory party goes through its own internal leadership crisis. And then, of course, these are, they, 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 they elect people to, to serve as interim uh, uh, leaders. And then, of course, they go through 
uh, credibility issues, etc., like the situation, the debacle with the trust. And then, of course, you need to basically deal with the question of whether you need stability, you need somebody to stabilize, or you need an election to stabilize the country, stabilize the economy, etc. And I think that's going to be the big question there, is if indeed next week they're not able to come up with a, another name or another person that would be nominated and then take on the position of PM uh, in terms of the UK, then of course you've got to ask the questions, will they then go to, according to the, 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 the legal ambit of, 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 of the UK governing laws, electoral laws and so forth, constitution, will they go into a general election? The other thing is that, you know, you've got two other issues here, which again I think is not getting, needs to also be discussed, and that is the question of the first of, of, of Scotland and of Wales and of Ireland. Now, if you listen to even the uh, first ministers of Scotland and Wales, even in the parliament, they have been arguing, not necessarily their representatives have been arguing, that the mistrust never really reached out to them. She never really, you know, called them and said, you know, we are here, we need to uh, discuss how we govern the United Kingdom. And that's another issue as well, because it also then opens up the space of what Scotland has previously wanted to be an independent state, not to be part of the United Kingdom. So it opens up that space as well. So I think the governance crisis of what the UK or Britain is going through is also going to be something that's going to filter into whether or not you're going to have a United Kingdom and what the, um, I think when the, the Queen um, funeral was happening, they called them the realms, what's happening in the realms, especially in Scotland and, and, and Wales. And of course, the island question becomes critical as well. Some of the British newspapers screamed the bitter end, and one even suggested, and I know you don't want to talk about who's running, but the former Prime Minister Boris Johnson stands out, and some of the newspapers scream Boris versus Rishi. <laughs> yeah, no, Boris versus Rishi, I heard that. But the question is, I think, you know, it, it demonstrates as well how desperate you become in these elect in these kind of political party spaces because if you're going to go back to Boris because Boris is the better uh, or, or Boris is somebody that you want to bring back into this fold, then it actually tells you how fragile the electoral politics is. The problem, I think, as well is mistrust also was uh, uh, came up against um, the the not not the former uh, ex chancellor but. The, 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 the former ex-chancellor under under Boris Johnson's government, and that's Rishi at the surname. But there as well, there was a sense that they didn't want him, or they were playing their own internal party politics, uh, and they didn't want to basically enable him to go forward or to be the interim leader. So it's going to be quite intense, and, and, and it's going to be quite interesting to see whether or not um, a general election needs to happen uh, if, if there's no leader that's found or there's no kind of consensus found within the Tory party. But in listening to other commentators on various uh, uh, British newspaper and so forth, um, they're actually arguing that you can't have this Tory party that's in crisis trying to lead the country. Thank you so much. Anusha Naidu, foreign policy analyst at the Institute for Global Dialogue.